Just in case y'all didn't know who that was playing, that's my guy. That's my guy, Silent Hill, coming out of Charlotte. That's that's what his guy, Jay Leo. Song is entitled "Pale Moon Devil Dance." Uh, my man Forty got bangers everywhere. I'm telling you, that man does it. Uh, so I support the underground. You feel me? You know. Um, I support anybody trying to do their own business thing, trying to hustle. You feel me? So, you know, if that's, if you got a project going on, you want to bring light to it, um, you know, drop, drop a comment. I'm always down to support, uh, support the people and support their business adventures. Cause I mean, I'm a business owner myself. I know how this shit go, you know? Drop a comment. I'll I'll play. You know, especially if you're a local artist, I'll drop your I'll drop your music, no doubt. All right, but just in case y'all don't know who I am, I am Wildcard Mar, aka Modelo Mar. Love my Modelo. Mm. Hope you got your drinks, people. If not, you know, go get you something to sip on real quick. Do what you got to do to get right, get it tight. As I'm trying to get. 
you know, my little my little thing, man. I'm looking a little fuzzy, but it is what it is. We gonna talk sports anyway. That's what we do here. So, um, ah, y'all bear with me, man. I'm over here tripping. I thought I had this shit right, but it's all good. You know, people who the visual, I ain't, I'm over here looking like I'm static. And it's, and it's janky. It's because I got my Kobe shirt on today. You feel me? You know, y'all see that? You know, Kobe got his, his like his face wrapped up in the, uh, in the Mambas, you know, the black Mamba. And, um, you know, I love Kobe. So I've been in Lakers head since I was a youngin. It was, it's my grandfather's fault. CW out there in Kansas City, my grandfather, he was a magic head. And so, you know, as as a kid, I can remember I was like like five years old when the uh Lakers were playing the Bulls in the finals. So that's how I became an MJ fan and a Lakers fan. So, you know, of course growing up watching MJ, I mean, who who wasn't a, a MJ fan? Like that's 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 nuts, right? <laughs> Maybe these young cats, they don't know about MJ. They just know about Brian. So I don't know. Anyway, thank you for tuning into the show. Um, we gonna get shit cracking. Um man, so I didn't get to talk about it in last night's show because it literally was was going down as we was live. And so, just in case y'all did not see it, I got a clip for y'all. We could check it out, you know, of that performance that James Harden put on last night. So, we'll play this clip real quick. And y'all go ahead and enjoy that. Steve Nash making his return to Phoenix, this time as a coach, and he's being welcomed by the fans. No Kyrie, no Kevin Durant tonight for the Nets. So James Harden, he's going to have to backpack. He comes out, scores 38 points, dishes out 11 assists. And for the Suns, Devin Booker scored 22 points, CP3. He dropped 29. Suns jump out to a early lead, and they're actually going to go up by as much as 24 points in this game. And without... Two of their starters, just James Harden. They're going to mount this epic comeback and make it interesting in that fourth quarter. First half is all Suns. They're throwing mobs. They're doing whatever they want. They're just running plays. They're free-flowing. They're having fun. Now they're out on a break and transition, making crazy layups. Third quarter time. Another lob up top to DeAndre Ayton. What a pass from Devin Booker. My goodness. Nets are getting absolutely destroyed, but then something happened. James Harden, he refused to lose. He puts the team on his back. He keeps attacking, getting to the basket. He's getting fouled. He's getting to the free throw line. Now he's knocking down some threes. And all of a sudden, they're right back in the game. It's a single-digit game. They're not that far away. And what a move from Joe Harris. Kyrie is loving it on the bench. Seven minutes to go. Shaman is slashing, attacking. He had 13 points. He dishes it to Tyler Johnson, who hits the three in the corner. It's a five-point game with five minutes to go. Safe paid three for three. He's trying to stop this comeback. 
He's left open in the corner, splashes it again. And you would think, okay, they're in control. Now that's from way downtown. But the game is not over. How did the Suns lose this game? Look at James Harden. He's making it look easy. He's putting so much pressure on that defense. And then look at Chip Green going to the basket. It's a one-point game. Harden's going to take the lead. Damn. With the big-time splash, Kevin Durant is loving it. That's their first lead of the game. Devin Booker, can he tie it in the post? Mm. Rebounded Nets, and they complete the comeback down 24. Man, so like I was saying, uh, you know, excuse the wardrobe change. I'm, you know, this shit was looking janky, y'all. Y'all was about to talk all kind of shit about me. <laughs> like, what's wrong with this dude? Can't get his shit right. But so I guess all all dark colors work for me. But anyway, man, back to this game. It was nuts. And like I said, I didn't get to talk about it yesterday because literally it was happening as we was going on the show. And I don't, you know, I don't want to be rude to my audience and, and be distracted and not, you know, hear what y'all talking about because we was having good conversation last night. But, yo, so if y'all watch the daytime ILW Sports Show on Monday and Thursdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know, I've had, had my reservations about James Harden and this whole Big 3 situation. <sighs> hey, sometimes... Sometimes you got to eat some humble pie. I mean, you know, it's not like I was shitting on the man, but I just didn't think it was going to work. Now, we all know there ain't no defense. I mean, let's get that straight. We all know there's no defense going on with Brooklyn. I mean, they're going to have to play, like, certain stops you're just going to have to get, like, um, pretty much. They have to have to play opportunistic defense. Get stops when you need them. You feel me? But they're going to score and in last night's game, no KD, no Kyrie. And <laughs> this is why James was the man in Houston when he was literally by himself and you have certain peoples around him. This is what you got. This was a true James Harden game. You know, I was worried, like, is, is you know, with him spending so much time in Houston, was he able, was he going to be able to, you know, get the team around him involved? Was he going to be able to, you know, be more than just the one-man step-back show? You know what I'm saying? I mean, just kind of look at the parallel of his career. His first few years in Houston when he was pretty much primarily by himself, he was he he was everything. Then he started getting like people like Dwight Howard and Chris Paul and and then um then Westbrook, you know, he's he's gotta play with somebody else that's you know a bigger person a big personality as well. You know what I'm saying? So um maybe that kind of helped him with this transition in uh Brooklyn, you know, being with two other dominant personalities because him and KD have done that. They've played with other, you know, big names in the league. You know what I'm saying? So maybe, maybe I kind of jumped the gun on this one. You know, I can admit when I fucked up, <laughs> you know, I might've been smoking too much strong that day. I don't know. Maybe too much Medela. I don't know. You know, shit happens. 
You know, don't jump on my back. It's all right. I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm no professional. I'm just a guy that loves sports and I was talking about it and I do podcasting. So, you know, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, but I'm going to stand 10 toes down on that shit. And I ain't never worried about it. But I mean, you got to admit, James Harden literally is playing dope team basketball right now. I mean, legit, I can't, I can't, can't crap on the man. But to me, especially in this game, uh, you know, beating the uh, Phoenix Suns in the way that they did, is that he averaged 11 assists. That was 11 assists he put up. You know, of course, he's going to get his points. He put up 38, seven boards. But the stat I love, two turnovers. Every superstar tends to just turn the ball over, get loose to it because they just feel like they can just kick it on whenever they want to. I mean, LeBron gets sloppy with the ball. Russell Westbrook gets sloppy with the ball. Um, sometimes it's a trend with superstars. They get they get last, you know, real lax and start turning the ball over. And you know, James Harden was one of those guys. But man, he, I love the fact that it's eleven assists. You know, maybe it's time to go ahead and, and throw that narrative in the trash that James Harden can't be a team player. You know? 11 assists. You gets no better than that. And you gave me 38 points, but you also made sure that, that you got the team involved. You got to love that. You know what I'm saying? This is the part that Draymond was talking about that is true. Is what's the narrative they created? But at the end of the day, this guy balled out. He did. You know, I wish we could have talked about this last night on on the game, uh, last night on the show. But you know, I I couldn't go without talking about it because James Harden has made me eat my words, and I'm okay to you know eat them. It's cool. Like I said, I ain't a professional. I just love talking sports in my podcast. Shit, fuck it. I don't care. Ten toes down, always. But James Harden normally averages, what's that? Uh, my nose got 6.4 assists, so let's say six. And right now he leads the league in assist average. 11.3, so let's call it 11. You know he's going to get his points. James Harden always gets his buckets. Right? He's going to shoot almost, you know, 12 to 15 free throws, take maybe, what, 15 to 20 shots because he took 22 in that game yesterday. You know, I can probably imagine it might be a little bit less KD and Kyrie are, are, are both playing, but they weren't. But as long as he keeps chipping in, 11, 11 dimes, seven boards, you know what I'm saying? Went five from 11 downtown. I mean, he he it's James Harden. He's going to get his buckets. Yeah, James. Yeah, you, you, you made me shut the fuck up on that one, dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, look, I, don't, I am far from a hater. A doubter sometimes, but not a hater. A man balls out like that, 
And let's but just just look at it this way. The Phoenix Suns is not a scrub team. They're not. You know, they, they're currently ranked fifth in the West. And we can easily say that the West is the stronger conference. I believe it is. Because everybody that they got that will be in playoff contention right now are at least three to five games above 500. East, you got like a couple seeds at the bottom that's below 500. I think it's the uh, Hornets and somebody else. But Phoenix Suns is not a scrub team. They're really not. Chris Paul has, you know, I did, you know, say on the Daily Show, you know, that's why I surprised team is the Phoenix Suns. But, you know, I'm not going to toot my horn on that shit. Do do. See, see what happens? You get a slice of humble pie, and then you got to eat your words, and then you can just, you know, bring it back with a little toot toot. You know, so what's that, a negative and a positive? So I'm at, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at zero again. So y'all, you know. Let's call it what it is. The Phoenix Suns is not a scrub team. They not. I mean, Booker, I, I like that Booker. If y'all go get a chance, you know, pop on the YouTube, ESPN, and go look at that little profile he did on him. I like I like his attitude. But, I mean, he he's always showing the talent. I mean, when he was, he was what? He wasn't All-American, McDonald's All-American. Can't, you know. All the people that he was surrounded with at Kentucky. Imagine those practices. Like that's competition. <laughs> like you, because you you facing number other All Americans. Talking about you know uh, what's that Iron Sharpens Iron? Oh yeah, that boy battle tested. But you know, and then you 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 add that to what Chris Paul brings. You know, he brings an attitude. He brings a winning attitude. He ain't never won the big one, but I'm saying, like, as in the effort that it's going to take to win it, that's what Chris Paul do. So, I mean, he he's turned um, every place he's gone to. I mean, the Clippers, they weren't being talked about. He made them, you know, contenders a lot. You know, OKC had no business being in the bubble uh, playoffs. They were there. I mean, so you got to give props to uh, CP3. Respect that man. Put some respect on that man's name. Um. So I, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with what James did. I mean, you, you down, you down KD and Kyrie. Like, what's that? A guaranteed maybe 50, 60 points. Combined with just them two, I mean the NBA is is you know scoring one hundred is almost a, a a defensive game in in the league now. So you know KD and Kyrie is probably good for at least sixty. You know don't 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 get lax on the defense. That sixty will turn into eighty combined between the both of them easy. So you know you take them out. Hey James on the ball. Um, we'll see what happens. Tomorrow, Thursday, when we wake up, um, we'll see what happens when C, uh, not CP3, but um, Brooklyn Nets, they go they go to Hollywood, go see them Lakers, go see Bron Bron. I mean, of course, we got to see who's playing, of course. Um, 
We already know that uh, AD won't be playing. Um, we got to see, you know, who for, the, who for the Nets are playing. You know, is KD coming back? Is Kyrie coming back? You know what I'm saying? So we got that going on. So, what, you know, I'll, I'll definitely talk about the game. Well, the game will probably be going on when we are on air tomorrow. So, hell, if I could find a way to <laughs> stream that, we go watch it and <laughs> talk about it at the same damn time. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Melly Mel, see, uh, everybody, that's that's the guy, that's the man with the game plan, the uh, the brainchild of the IOW network. That's Detroit Mel. He over here. I'm surprised you up, old man. CP3 is the Dan Marino of the NBA. Fair comparison. Like, you respect the guy's talent. That's for damn sure. You know what I'm saying? You fuck around and and, and take it easy on him, and he'll pull a, a, a good old horseshoe out his ass and find a way to beat you. So, hmm. it's not a bad comparison, old man. Not bad at all. Hell, your ass doing up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here talking shit anyway. Um, I actually do like that comparison, though. But let's, in, in CP3's uh, hopes, hopefully he grabs one before he sits it down. It, but it's, it's, it's uh, <laughs> it ain't, you know, I'm not dissing on Phoenix because I said they my surprise team. But, yeah, it don't look too uh, <laughs> Detroit, man, he always shrugging. Like, he don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's. That's how I feel about CP3. How much time he got left to get a championship? I don't know, bro. You got to do something. Like, you you got some work to do. But you you head in the right direction. You head in the right direction. You are. Um, What what else we got going on? I guess I got green in my hat and it's bouncing. I'm tripping. Yeah. I normally don't wear my hat backwards, so I feel weird. <laughs> what else we got going on oh basketball related yeah we were just talking about James Harden okay I'm tripping yeah y'all don't mind me you know I be smoking um, let's move off of that and um, where my baseball heads at y'all like baseball I like baseball I, I gotta keep it 100 with y'all so I love football. I really do. But I actually started playing baseball first. I was pretty damn good. And then I turned 16. <laughs> yep. I got introduced to Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, and females. So, you know. I really want to focus on baseball, but enough about me. The young star, Fernando Tatis Jr. Boy, that boy got the bag today. Boy, did he get the bag. So I, I need y'all to peep this out. These, these are numbers that, that baseball players are getting. All right. So Fernando Tatis Jr. with the San Diego Padres, the shortstop. He just got a 14-year 
That's that's a long time. 14 years. 340, 340 million. I mean, that's that's still a nice bag. <laughs> you know, 340 million. I'll take that over 14 years. I mean, that's better than winning the lottery money. <laughs> I mean, shit, you know, you that now they can it can go either one or two ways for the Padres. Now I get you sign him because he's young and he shows a lot of promise. He does. He shows a lot of promise. But my my thing that I'm actually kind of feeling a little hesitant about the deal is because Fernando Tatis is he's 21, 22 years old. He's, he's a kid. But so 2019, when he made his debut, he only played 84 games. And then in the shortened Corona baseball season last year, he played 59 games. Now, the only issue that I'm that I'm saying that is that, you know, you normally play a 162-game season in baseball. And so he's only made 143 appearances. I think they paid him too early. That's that's what I'm feeling. Because if you look at his appearances, it pretty much sums up just one season. Now, look, the guy can hit. I mean, <laughs> the guy can hit. You know, he he's a he's a great personality. So so let's just combine his stats of the 84 games in the in the Corona shortened baseball season. So 143 games, you normally play 162. All right. So he if we take those stats for both seasons, he's he's hitting 39 home runs. You know what I'm saying? He still has what 98 RBI. I mean it's this it's decent decent stats. I think it is. I don't think like they're fucking like like this guy's balling, but he's a personality. He's exciting. He's he's a young guy that shows a lot of promise. I'm not doubting that. I'm not hating that. I watch baseball, you know, because I can actually watch baseball because I played it. I don't mind sitting, you know, the whole three and a half hours watching that shit on TV. Some people find it boring. I love sports. I play baseball. I actually find it interesting. It's it's literally, you know. There's some strategy involved, but for the most part, it's the skills. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still have to hit the ball. You still got to make accurate pitches, throwing at, you know, that they can't hit it, change your speeds, you know, from either 100 miles per hour. Some have gone on, on a fastball to, you know, an 89-mile-per-hour curveball or something like that. There's skill involved in it, no doubt. But Fernando Tatis, I just don't feel that he has the resume 
to to get such a huge contract at so early in in, in his age. Pretty much, in my opinion, still early in his career. I mean, split between you know a, a, a sixty game shortened Corona League last year that baseball played to normally one hundred sixty two, and he only played eighty four. You know that 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 rookie year. You know what I'm saying. I just don't. I don't know. The Padres didn't have to rush to sign him to this huge deal. It wasn't necessary. Like if y'all if y'all understand how baseball contracts work, once a team drafts you and you report and you know they had they buy their contract out, you can literally pretty much just renew their contract yearly and, and like arbitration and shit like that. There's only a certain amount of money they they can make because you had to put in at least like six years of major league baseball service of like actually playing in the pros like the time together has to equal six years so that's the, the time that you can actually hit free agency and get the big cash out so that's what i'm saying why make that rush now you know what i'm saying but it actually does make sense. Ooh, I just thought about it. I'm glad I smoked. Because it makes me think. It does. You can really, if they play, if the Padres played this contract right, you can probably literally put in a team clause. And if he doesn't pan out, you know, I mean, it's a 14-year, you can probably say within six years like it's not panning out and we'll trade them of course i think the padres won on this one because just just hear me out what if fernando tatis yeah he's showing promise what if it just doesn't work out it does happen in baseball some some players just don't always fully hit that potential that they was told it to to hit. You know what I'm saying? We see it in basketball a lot. We see it in football a lot. It happens in baseball too. Matter of fact, it happens in all sports. Some people just don't live up to potential and expectations that was slapped upon them. It happens. But good for him. Like I said, I'm not a hater. I think he I think he's a young stud and and could and could be that next wave of major league baseball stars that helped take the torch. I mean, in my opinion, Mike Trout still got that crown of being the, the best baseball player on the planet Earth. Until I see otherwise, I'm still ride with the fish man. But I mean, it's great to have, you know, especially he he's he's Dominican Republic guy, you know, he's from the DR. So he's a he's a Dominican. You know, as you know, having uh, a minority face to help push the sports. Like I said, he's he's done Gatorade commercials. I mean, it's a good look for baseball. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, baseball, if people really don't know about baseball, baseball's never been a problem with people from uh, Dominican Republic, Cuba, Puerto Rico. Like, they play baseball down there. So, I mean, you know, this is no, sur no surprise that, you know, 
It's just a, another guy from the island that can, that can play ball. I mean, that's what they do down there. But, you know, um, he he's getting the bag. I mean, because baseball money is fully guaranteed. That's 340. <laughs> Whether it's 10 years, 8 years, 9 years, it's still 340. And he's going to get every penny of that shit. That's a good thing about baseball. Now, I mean, now you can see, you know, the stretch of the 14 years. Um, I mean, that's that'll put him in in about his mid 30s if it, that contract fully goes through. And that's why I think he lost that because what if he does blow up? What if he he put in his six years of service and he's literally at Mike Trout level? Like, I'm not saying he's left money on the table, but, I mean, just if he even goes far and beyond the expectations that people are put on him, he could easily probably, you know, hit the five mark on that shit. I mean, there'd probably been a baseball franchise would have done it. Throw half a, half a B out there. Oh, yeah. Give me them 14 years, half a B. I'm just saying, it wasn't no rest to make this done. Now, if he chose to take that, if, if, of course he is, but I'm saying, if he's cool with it, if, you know, it ain't my wallet. <laughs> I wish it was, but it ain't my wallet. I mean, but they they getting paid in baseball. I mean, it's not like it's not like NBA. They, them NBA cats getting the bag. Like, they almost hitting, like, 200 mil over five years. Like, that's the biggest come up. So, um, but if you really think about it, too, just like how the Chiefs locked up Patrick Mahomes, you know what you got. You have 100% faith in it because, obviously, they have faith in him. They offered the contract. And you lock them up, build around them. Just hope it pans out for you. I mean, I just, I just hope it does. Because especially for Fernando Tatis, I love, I love watching him play. He's exciting. If y'all get a chance, go look at some of his, um, his highlights on on YouTube. He's probably one of the baddest shortstops in the in the game right now. He's fun as hell. He's young. Who knows what his career gonna turn out to be? I hope it, you know, is legendary. I really do. Um, but they getting paid. I mean, Mookie Betts just got paid. You know, he had the twelve years, three sixty five, and of course, Mike Trout they got the twelve years, four twenty six. Lord, boy, you know how much goddamn bud I can buy with that shit, dog. <laughs> Shit, I am the dispensary, cuz. <laughs> what you talking about, boy? 426 mil. Boy. Any out in California? Yeah, yeah, Trout. Mike Trout, I know what you doing. Yeah. You just hoping it, uh, Major League Baseball don't drug test no more. You're like, boy, the minute they don't drug test, I'm going to spark up right here and there. <laughs> Uh, y'all, y'all don't mind me. I'm over here just bugging out, tripping out. That's what that's what we do on the late night show. Is is twelve thirty six? We ain't doing nothing but sitting here and talking shit. That's what happens, you know. I'm buzzed out already, you know. I'm on that 
that that that good. Mary Jane, don't let your Lord shine. Yeah, <laughs> said I do it, do it. Do you think you love me, Mary Jane? Oh, we'll see what happens with that Fernando Tatis little situation and whatnot. Speaking of baseball, yeah, y'all don't mind my little adverse. I, I just be, I just be bugging out. Tim Tebow, Mister Mister Tim Tebow, Mister. Yeah. So he tried his attempt at baseball. Spent about five years in the minor leagues with the New York Mets, and he's calling it a career. I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. Um, even though his his whole story has been kind of real under the radar since he tried this little baseball thing, but man, I got tired of hearing his ass with football, man. Oh man, they used to wear that man out with all the stories about Tim Tebow and how great he was. Oh my goodness. I didn't I never saw him as a great quarterback. I never did. He was just a football dude. I mean, y'all remember his career, man. Like that dude couldn't couldn't hit the ocean if he was standing right in a motherfucking Pacific on a yacht, <laughs> like dead ass. I don't, I don't know. I just never rocked with Tebo. Like I said, I'm out of eight. I just. You know, the media would play his, oh, the, the all-American Christian white guy. He's so great. The guy, you, you, you wouldn't mind lending your daughter to him. You know, he she's safe with him. Oh, my God. He, oh, look how God-fearing he is. Such a, I mean, they, they, that shit got annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's cool and all. You know, he the squeaky clean dude, you know. I got my vices. You know, I'm pretty sure he has his too, but you know, I wouldn't, you know, I wasn't the poster child for for Jesus Christ like he was. Like they just made him like he was just good old Saint Tim Tebow. And we just we was just all just sinful peasants around his ass. Like imagine it, because remember who was on his team? Percy Harvin was on his team. He's a personality. You had the killer. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I'm, uh, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, man, that boy's a <laughs> the killer. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. I mean, you had the Pouncy Twins. You know they 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 not um they not quiet. You feel me? So he was around some personalities, dog. He was around some people. So you know what I'm saying? Like like every it just every story that they would put. On any game uh, preview show or any game that the Florida Gators was on, and like, oh, squeaky clean Tim Tebow. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke weed. He's so nice to the ladies. He's probably still a virgin. Like, this shit was nauseating, bro. <laughs> and then I, I swear, like every time. The cameras would, would catch a, uh, a halftime speech, and he's there trying to rally up the the troops and get them to, you know, get back in this game and win. They, they, boy, they had a camera in the right spot at the right time for his ass. They, tell me I'm lying. 
I know I ain't crazy. I know I be high, but I know I ain't fucking crazy. They have a camera on at the right spot at the right time. Catch Tim Tebow giving his very emotional speech, and the motherfuckers will win. <laughs> Boy, that's why I went Alabama whooped his ass before he uh before he left to go to the draft. Boy, I was like, oh yeah, thank you. Shut this shit up. <laughs> I'm not tied in about motherfucking Tim Tebow. Just, oh, so all American. I'm the greatest guy. Oh my god! And so when he did the damn baseball, I'm like, oh, this man just had another story of, you know, hey, Tim Tebow like the uh, the John Cena of motherfucking sports. He just didn't give up. He's like, this is a dream of mine. They just never give up. <laughs> just. He stuck around in the NFL, knowing he wasn't shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna pursue my other dream. He didn't never get off. Oh my God. But I'm glad you sitting your head down. I ain't gonna hear no more stories. But you know what? Damn it. I gotta cancel my SEC network subscription because his ass is on that. Doing now college preview shows and a football like yeah. We gonna have to cancel that. <laughs> Because now I ain't got to hear your ass and then no more kind of sports talks. No more. But you you on goddamn fucking SEC Network. I got to cancel that. Sling. Yeah, I mean, you can holler at Sling real quick. We're going to have to cancel that shit. But anyway. GM, the general manager, the man that makes the plans and makes the calls to get the players to do all that shit in Pittsburgh. Kevin Gobert has some interesting comments to say about an old quarterback that they got their name, Benjamin Rocklinsberger. And I quote, as we sit here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben reiterated that to us that he wants to continue to play. And we told him, quite frankly, we have to look at this current situation with Ben's current cap number and some adjustment will have to be made. So just give y'all a little context. You know, I did a little digging in this research bag of mines. You feel me? So the Pittsburgh Steelers are almost 30 million over the cap, like 30.6 million over the cap. So the cap, Right now, as it stands, is a um, hundred eighty million five hundred thousand, and so they yeah they they what pretty much what they spend is over. Now the the revenue share for this past season has not been added to that cap yet, so you know that number is going to change. It's going to change with all thirty two teams. You know what I'm saying? Is 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 going to change? No worries. All right. Um, so if anybody's ever curious about cap right now, of course the Jaguars are number one, the Colts number two, and most so pretty much Jags got it like 77 mil under the cap. So they got they got room to spend bread. Uh, same with the Colts, who were the playoff team. So that's who I will look out for them. Surprisingly, the Patriots are fourth. They're about 63 mil under the cap. 
So all this old off-season little talk that be going on, I will look out for the Colts, Jags. Well, I ain't worried about the Jags. Don't nobody want to go to Jacksonville. Um, so the Colts, the Jets, and the Patriots, I will look out for them. Um, Washington football team's not too far. They almost about 39 under 39 mil under the cap. So but I brought all that up to talk about Ben. So, you know, Pittsburgh gonna have to um, you know, make some moves to get under under the salary cap. You know, usually that's you know, trades or you know, releasing people. So Roethlisberger has a forty one point two million cap hit. So that explains why Kevin Colbert said what he said. Now, normally, that, of course, is a restructured conversation, restructuring of the contract. That's usually a conversation that happens right here. And it's been reported that, you know, Kevin Colbert said, yes, we're going to have to restructure. And it's been reported that Ben said he's okay doing that. He's got no choice. <laughs> Let's be honest. Ben's about to be, what, 39? Could he move? Like, I know he was playing in the game, and I know he hiked, and he went back for a pass, but I'm saying when he saw a rush, could he move? Because every time I saw a rush get to Ben, I saw Ben's big ass go down. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, look, you gonna have to come off that forty-one to That's that's a that's a no-brainer. So I'm glad you're not gonna fuss and fight about that, Ben, because you're not that guy no more to be earning forty million a year. You know what I'm saying? You're not that guy no more. You damn sure didn't do that uh, this past year. You're not that guy no more at all. You know, you you are literally moments away from being on the shelf because your body's not like that no more, bro. You can keep taking them big bruising hits. You, you're, not like, you're not like that no more. You will have to to take a significant cut. There's no way that the Steelers are going to be able to improve as a team. I mean, they got other needs they got to take care of. You know what I'm saying? Your left tackle, Charlie uh, Villanueva, he, he's about to be a free agent. James Conner, you running back. Do you bring him back or not? Juju Smith-Schuster, do you bring him back? Mr. Corvette, Corvette, dancing on logos and was giving people bulletin board material to get y'all ass whooped. Do you bring Juju Smith back? I mean, I know the Steelers dragged their ass into the playoffs this year. They got beat by the Browns. They had a favorable schedule. 
That's why them Jokers went 11 and 0. They had a hell of a favorable schedule. But they weren't a complete team. They just weren't. They got embarrassed. Embarrassed at home by a franchise that ain't won shit in almost 20, 25 years. Pittsburgh got a lot of they got they got they have they got more than just 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 quarterback to worry about. They got some holes. Marquise Pouncey just retired. That leaves a huge void. I talked about it last week on the show. That leaves a huge void on their O line to protect who's ever back there. Now, if Ben does come back. I would literally pay him one mil a game. I say come back for 16. Literally. I have enough respect for you because you won two championships for us. I have enough, you know, sense to at least be fair. To me, that's fair. Play all 16 games, it's a mil. I would. To me, it it wouldn't be asking for too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I don't think is is. <laughs> I don't think it's too far fetched. I don't think it's it's something that can't. It's not reasonable. If I pay you twenty, man, I think that's too much. I could take four mil and go, you know, allocate that to somewhere. It's going to help me get me closer to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's, I just, I just can't find a reason to keep Ben for less than, you know, Less than 20. If I max out at 20, okay. Then I, I, I really am showing, you know, gratitude for what you've done to Pittsburgh. No way I'm going past 20. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll say that. 20 is the max. 20 max is the minimum. 20 and nothing less. Not, not even a damn penny over 20 mil. And I would, I would, but I would, I would negotiate this shit. Out. Of course, that's gonna happen. You know, Rooney family ain't stupid. Pay that man goddamn sixteen. Start at sixteen. See where you can go. And then if he tries to go past twenty, all right, man, we gonna have a serious talk. So this is what I was thinking, getting ready for this show. Um, you know, so I already talked about my price tag. For Ben, if he wants to stay, 20 max, right? Start at 16. So I might be crazy. I don't care. If you don't bring Ben back, so you just re- you just signed um, Dwayne Haskins. Um, that's who you have on the roster. He's played 16 games in the NFL, so he has some experience. Um, you also got Josh Dobbs. 
He's played six games. You got Devlin, Duck Hodges. He's played eight games. And then you got Mason. I like to start fights. Got bumped in my head with a hammer from Miles Garrett Rudolph. He's played 15 games in the NFL. So you got cats that got NFL experience. Or they played some games in the NFL. So they, you know, they've seen the speed of the game. And they practice against NFL caliber players. So all of them are young. The oldest is Josh Dobbs. He's 26. You know what I'm saying? He's been around Ben. Devin Hodges has been around Ben. He's 24. Mason Rudolph's been around Ben, 25. You've had to learn something. It's not like Roethlisberger has been uh, like a scrub. Inconsistent. I mean, you can say that. He's got two chips, though. I mean, but Ben is not that dude no more. So if he's not there, I personally say to save you money, to save you cap, is shore up everything else. I would shore up my office line. I would make sure that we have legit weapons. There's no diss to James Conner. I love the story, but you don't scare me as a running back. I mean, you, you don't have the speed like that. You slow. You know what I'm saying? You got linebackers like Devin White running around. He hunts you down in a heartbeat. Juju Smith, he's proven he's not a number one. He's, you know, proven that he should always be the passenger in the Corvette, Corvette, stay in, the, stay in number two. You're not a number one. No. <laughs> Bob Pittsburgh, go get you another weapon. To bring Juju back to reality and you can stay the, the great supporting cast. You're not a number one. I'm sorry. You're just not. I like Ebron um, when he's not dropping passes. But I would I would sure up that old line. Yeah. Cause I mean, first they gotta take care of center. That's a no-brainer. Marquise Pouncey just retired. Unless he decides to come back, which I don't, I haven't heard nothing about him wanting to come back. I would go for center ASAP. And you don't necessarily have to draft one. You can find a, a good serviceable center that's played in the league. You know what I'm saying? Get him for cheap. You know, you go get your, uh, uh, some tackles and some guards. Uh, I mean, another their weakness. They had a lot of injuries in in um, their linebacker core. Go get you some linebackers. Joe Hayden still producing at, at corner. I probably go get another corner just to ride with him, or uh, keep you know Meekin Fitzpatrick is straight, and he's actually pretty damn good at safety. So you you got you got a solid secondary. Get your linebacker core is healthy. Help draft right there. I'll probably get an, uh, another pass rush. That's probably why I might like J.J. Watt there. But he's going to have to come in real cheap. They already got cap issues right now. He's going to have to come in cheap. 
Otherwise, keep it moving. Otherwise, won't be no whole Watt trio in Pittsburgh. Um, because Casey Hayward's getting up there in age. It's not like he's a spring chicken. Still productive. It's not a spring chicken. Um, yeah, I would literally build a great solid team. Use one of these young ass quarterbacks. Be a bridge quarterback. At least see what you got in the house. You got four guys on the roster who between the ages of 23 through 26. See what you got in the house. They made it to the NFL for some damn reason. They've all played. You know what I'm saying? See what you got in the house before you go go crazy and try to uh, give Ben all this money. Or, or sign a, a veteran quarterback for over 20 mil. See what you got in the house. Neither one of these cats are going to cost you 20 mil. You know what I'm saying? And then, if need be, then draft. You know, they're not, they not going to be drafting high up in the, in the draft, so they're not going to get... Of course, we know Trevor Lawrence is already off the board. He been a Jaguar since he lost um, to Ohio State. <laughs> we know that ain't happening. I mean, but you're not going to get Justin Fields. You know, this talk Zach Wilson might go early. You know, I said it on the day show that that we do with with uh, Detroit Mail every Monday and Thursday, three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. I've said Trey Lance wouldn't be a bad option to, to draft for Pittsburgh. And that was before they had signed Dwayne Haskins after all this trouble. Look, Dwayne Haskins, if he if he get out of his own damn way, you might got something. He's 23. He was a top 15 pick in his draft class. Just at least see. Josh Dobbs, 26. You know, played six games in the NFL. He's been in the league like four years. He knows the speed of, this, of these of the NFL caliber players. See what you got. Devin Hodges played eight games. Practices against NFL caliber players. See what you got. Mason Rudolph. He's 25. 15 games played. And he practices against NFL caliber players. See what you got. Build the rest of your team up to be in, in in a space that they can be Super Bowl contenders and use one of these young guys as your bridge quarterback to you either a draft one or one that, that's still serviceable. But in my opinion, Roethlisberger ain't it. But if you keep him, like I said, 20 max. And that's out of respect for what you did for the franchise. And that's it, straight up. Anyway, that's going to be our show tonight. Ooh, that day look good. Got a little warm because I got to talking because I love talking with y'all. Anyway, check us out every midnight through Monday night to Friday night. Midnight, Eastern Standard Time. I'm here with my Modelo. Already buzzed out, talking shit. Join me.
comment, like, share, do all that. Go over to www.ioften119, find out all the information, what's going on. I enjoyed it. It's been real. Until next time, folks, tomorrow night, we'll talk sports again. Peace. Ah.